What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Sports. We're hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Hanging out here on this Thursday, just doing our sporty sport things. This is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. Hello, hello. Oh, look at that. He's here. I'm here. Hey, buddy. Hey, what's going on, Not guys? Not much. You know, just hanging out. Um... All right, so before we get into anything here, we're going to start the show off. We're going to tell you guys about our friend, Donald Williams, right there with Sean Myers Insurance. Donald Williams with Sean Myers Insurance. They can shop over 15 national carriers to get you the best coverage you need, specializing in home and auto. Uh, they can bundle those together if you want some maximized savings. They want you to know that they're you're a part of their family. They're going to go with you line by line, make sure you're getting the maximum coverage, saving the most money. Sometimes you don't need something, but hey, it may be an act of God, so maybe you do want that insurance. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Get that T-Rex insurance. Right. Uh, so call up Donnie Utah at 936-760-5963. 936-760-5963. It's Donald Williams with Sean Myers Insurance. Give him a call. He'll help you save some money. He wants to uh, earn your business the hard way. The hard way. That's right. Knocking on doors. That's right. All right, so this is a great story. You don't know, like I was. Yeah, you're you're like freaking out over here, and I'm just anticipating. <laughs> I love this story already. Okay, are you ready? No. This is according to ESPN.com. All right, thanks ESPN, the uh, real um, news network, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's up to say. Um, <laughs> this is it's such a great, it's such a great story because there's so many questions I have. Uh. Usually constitutes a good story. <laughs> NFL offensive tackle Greg Robinson is being held Wednesday in a Texas jail on a pending drug distribution charge. All right. Cool, cool. Robinson, 27, a former Auburn standout who played for the Cleveland Browns last season, was booked by the DEA on Tuesday after federal agents say they found 157 pounds of marijuana in a rented vehicle in which he and two other people were riding. What? <laughs> Robinson and Waquan Tyreek Bray, 26, were charged with possessing marijuana with the intention to sell, according to an El Paso County jail. Bray also played college football at Auburn and spent three seasons with the Colts. Wow, okay. Both um. were held without bond pending an initial appearance before a U.S. magistrate judge. If convicted, both could be sentenced up to 20 years in federal prison. They were arrested with the third dude who got himself out of trouble. Um... This is, this is, okay, you ready? Agents said the unidentified passenger was an Uber driver who also drove and ran errands for Robinson and his family and friends. The passenger showed agents cell phone texts that showed Robinson had offered to pay the passenger to claim ownership of the marijuana, according to the complaint. The texts show the passenger refused and would not have made the trip if aware of the drugs in the vehicle. The person was not charged. Wow. Also found in the vehicle... Uh, several large duffel bags which were containing vacuum sealed black bags containing what tested positive as marijuana also found were glass jars and packaging equipment along with $3,100 in cash the Rams selected Robinson with the second overall pick in the 2014 NFL draft and he started the past two seasons at left tackle for the Browns wow the Browns had already conveyed to Robinson that they would not be re-signing him this offseason as they've got a new coach and a new GM, and they just wanted to move in a different direction. This guy's already been floating around the league a bunch, and it's weird because, first of all, left tackles don't grow on trees. Right, yeah. If you're a solid one to get picked second overall, like... 
Right. Like, how do you... You're definitely not bad at this. So, like, I'm trying to figure out... When did they even get him? Did they trade for him? They drafted him? Well, no, the Rams drafted him, but I'm trying to figure out how oh, it is okay. he wound up on this team. Because I know Joe Thomas retired. I don't know. Man, what the heck? Yeah. What is this story? Yeah. Wow. So, he played one season with the Rams, one season with the Lions, two seasons with the Browns. So, he played one season with the Rams and three, two uh, seasons no, 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 with the Browns. A total of three. Okay. Drafted in 2014, he played three seasons with the Rams. Two in St. Louis, one in L.A. Then he was a Lion for a year, and then he's been a Brown for two years. And now... So, he was on a fake team and then another real team. And, okay. then, and now he's going to go to prison. Right, for 20 years because he had thousands of pounds. One hundred and. 57 pounds of marijuana. Like, how do you even... Like, these are the decisions you make where you're like, we could make a bunch of money, but you're a professional athlete. You could make a bunch of money by just going to work. Right. And playing football instead of getting booked by the DEA. Yeah, like, so wait out. Do I want to spend... The Upwards next, of 20 years in The next six federal. months, do I want to spend it working out, getting in shape to be maybe a backup? Because I guess it's, it sounds like his career is winding down here. I'll go be a backup for half a million dollars next year. Or do I want to spend the next month, six months in trial prep trying to not go to jail for 20 years? Right. And it's really hard to not go to jail for 20 years because it's pretty hard to be like, one me when it's yeah. fifteen hundred yeah. pounds of marijuana. When you, when you get a like, okay, when someone gets arrested with a small to moderate amount of drugs, I the opportunity for them to get out of trouble is that they're gonna help the police mm-hmm. catch somebody who buys large amounts of drugs. When you get caught with 157 pounds of marijuana. I don't really think... 1,000. Uh, no, no, 157 pounds. Oh, okay. Yeah. My bad. I thought it yeah. was... No, no. 3,000 3, in cash. 3,000 cash. Okay. I don't know where you turn to at that point. Like, you yeah. go, I know a guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keep in mind, I did buy 157 pounds from someone else. <laughs> like, right. Like, then you're like, I guess we got the middle guy. But the fact that this is two NFL players, because it's right. a guy who spent three years with the Colts and a guy who's out of a five-year career. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to say these guys aren't clearly hard up for cash, but, like... Well, they're, they're obviously not if they could buy 157 pounds. Although, this might be all their money. This might be... They might be Right. They, they might be like, well, we could do this, we could flip our money and then get that, and then they, got, they sold to the DEA and got booked. Right. Right. And now they're going to jail. And then their friend who c- claims to be an Uber driver... Uh, he dab, got off. He showed text on, messages. Dabbed on him and then left. That guy is testifying. Just so everyone is clear. Yeah. That dude is testifying. Right. This is this is the problem of being a drug dealer and not gang affiliated. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly Robinson didn't think it through. He should have he should have affiliated up before going before dealing his drugs. Exactly. Because then no one can rat on him. I um, I'm not. <laughs> this is not an advertisement for gangs. Yeah, you you really made the case there. I actually saw a thing on a uh, Vice the other day, which I love. First of all, I love watching Vice, but best best they, network. They th- they they really be out here with some like weird, really specific things. So this was about child criminals. Ooh, that's good. So this kid, he went to juvie for doing something. And while he was in juvie, he basically got, like, the criminal's education. 
which a lot of people talk about this. When they go to jail, they come out more dangerous. career, like polished. Like everyone kind of goes over everyone's case, and this is the mistake you made kind of a deal. So, because, you know, we're real smart. We don't rehabilitate our criminals, which make them better. Yeah, apparently. We're just improving their skill set. So this guy realized... It's called put them in a room, and they all did the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Figure out where you went wrong. <laughs> That's what it's just problem solving. <laughs> yeah, that's all it is. So this guy, he realized that his problem was that his crime had victims. He was robbing people. Mm-hmm. Then he started to realize, like, if I rob people who are doing bad things, they they can't be victims. Right. they can't go to the cops because it's against the code. They're snitching. Mm-hmm. So if I steal from criminals, no one will stop me. Genius intellect. And so that's what the kid started doing when he got out of jail. He put together his little kid crew. We're talking about, He said they were like 14 and 13 and 12. And right. they started running up and down the streets robbing drug dealers. Ooh. Now, I'm sure that's a terrible idea. And I'm sure the episode ends in violence. And he is reformed. So I'm sure there's a, a moral to his story. But when I was watching what, it... What I, if it isn't? Like, it's just... It's just him being like, ball out, robbing criminals. I retired two years ago, and I bought a bunch of Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, he's made some, like, killer investments with all the money he stole from these drug dealers. My barber was real big on the stock market, so now I'm just invested. Uh, I don't mean, I, I mean, listen, hey, no one can play. Like, yeah. I mean... Like, that's, like, the ultimate, like, taking dirty money and cleaning <laughs> Right. And it's, I don't know, I mean, listen, if he got away with it, he got away with it, I suppose. I don't know what to right. say about it. The reformation was his bank account. <laughs> right. I just, uh, yeah, if you're a football player and you get 157 pounds of marijuana, you're not a football player anymore. You're a drug kingpin. Right. That's, that's a career change. A little bit. Just a tad. And you're probably not going to be back in the NFL anytime soon. Ah, uh, well, considering by the time he gets out, he'll be like 50. <laughs> like, it's a good feeling. Yeah. Does anyone want a 50-year-old left tackle that got drafted in 2014? It's now 2034. Right. Holy smokes, man! Like this guy's career is not bad. Not, it's, it's tw- it'll be 2040. It's 2020 yeah, right now. Yeah, it'll be 2040. Yeah. 2041. He was drafted back in 2014. 2014. <laughs> this guy's like 50 years old. Yeah, let's give him a chance. I, let's give him a workout. Let's give him a workout. <laughs> also, the other thing that was about it that kind of threw me off in the article, it talks about how they caught him. I don't know how I feel about this. Okay. All right. So apparently he's driving down a remote road. All right. As you do. As and a there's dealer. Border Patrol uh, on the side of the road with a canine. And the canine apparently alerts to that car as it passes. Okay. That the marijuana was present. Mm-hmm. So the border patrol guy radios to the border and basically says, hey, when this such and such SUV gets over there, it's worth taking a look at because my dog alerted. Okay. Now, granted, hey, listen, they found 157 pounds, so. Yeah, you can't say that he was wrong. I don't, like, I've never quite understood if I if I buy into the drug dog thing. I mean, I, I believe it to an extent because I do think that there are dogs that are... No, no, dogs have the heightened sense of smell. Right. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not disputing that part of it. The part that I'm disputing 
is the signals like the signaling first of all the signals because sometimes i feel like the cops say that they get signals when they don't i've seen videos where like the dog doesn't do anything other than just run along the side of the car and the cops like he signaled right here like if that's the case we need to make the signal really obvious we need to make the signal really really clear so that everyone is on the same page when the dog does it right dog stops barks and then you're like all right, right. I, what i want to do is i want the dog to sit and put its paw onto its nose and then we're like oh yeah he smelled that like I, I need, I need something visual that everyone can be like. That's a weird thing a dog doesn't always do. That must be his cue that he smelt like. You know what I mean? Like, right. I needed, I needed to be more than like, oh, he barked twice. Okay, but doesn't he bark twice every time? Like, what well, is that? Is that really the signal? Does he bark in pairs or in tribes? <laughs> yeah. Like, what are we? Is this? What are we doing? So with that, I'm always uncomfortable. That's fair. Uh, because I. I I feel like law enforcement has to play by the rules. That's sort of the way it's set up. That's yeah, the way it is. Because it, if they don't, it's much harder for them to. Yeah, you can't make the case if you don't play by the rules. Right. So, so like I'm always kind of suspicious of drug dogs. Uh, now the idea that the drug dog smells it as it's driving by, alerts, and this guy correctly signals for the right car. Right, but it may have been such a large amount that the dog could smell it. The dog had no choice. The dog was like, "You guys smell that? Like, whoa, who's got Cheetos?" Right. <laughs> the dog was like, "Whoa, bro, this guy's pretty intense." Whoa, whoa, those guys smoked out, and the cops like, "I think I'm high." The dog just talked to me. Like, <laughs> right. Um, go ahead and check the right, car. Go ahead and check the car. <laughs> I think I'm high. Um, listen. Correctly identified a car with 157 pounds, so I'm not going to take that away from it. I'm not going to discredit that. I just find it slightly... Suspicious. Like, really? Now you're going to tell me the dog is alerting to cars that drive by in traffic? I mean, not every go- not every car has got 150 pounds of weed in it, so... <laughs> Maybe it was the only car on the road. Maybe there was so much weed that, like, they were just nose-deaf to it. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, a dog has a really strong sense of smell. So correct, but but okay, like so. What if there's four cars that drive by, and the right. dog alerts? Does he go stop all four? Probably. That's then, usually how that would go. Probably. And then the cops are like, "Oh, well, I get to check all four because the dog said he smelled something." Right. Yeah. Then 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 you start getting into weird ter- weird territory. And so that's kind of my question there. I mean, they obviously 157 pounds of marijuana. Right. So. We're not we're not down <laughs> like, the effect. The defense the defense is gonna be a tough one. Your Honor, the defense would like to request a new case. Um, <laughs> wasn't me. I plead the fifth. Yeah, you're going to jail, man. You're going like, plead whatever you want. You're going to jail. Like, we found it in a bag in your car. We got the text messages that say, hey, take the heat for these drugs. <laughs> you're kind of in trouble. Nah. Mr. Robinson. Not guilty, Your Honor. Uh, n- no, we're past that. We're way past. We're way past. Like, that. Way past that. Twenty years. <laughs> I was actually just going to ask you to stop putting your feet up on the table because you're going to prison. But uh, don't worry about it. Don't Twenty worry. years. <laughs> Go ahead and kick him up. Tase him. <laughs> just, just tase. Contempt him. five years. <laughs> Contempt an extra twenty years. Who cares? Two hundred pounds of drugs in your car, like the. Dog got you from like a mile away. <laughs> a dog got you from a mile away. But B, it's like none of the rules of like drug kingpin overlord Denzel Washington movie were followed here. Like he's in a car with two hundred pounds of drugs. Yeah, that's what we call in the business of big yikes. <laughs> yeah, 
you call like like a third cousin and be like, "Hey, man, can you bring this car up that I bought?" Like, I know you want to make two hundred dollars, right? And you never tell him what's <laughs> right. He gets up and he's like, "I don't know, it was me." I don't know. And it, you already broke the phone because it was a burner, <laughs> right? And you're like, "I didn't even. I don't even." That's. I think that's my ex-wife's cousin, right? Like, no. No, Greg and Robinson. it wasn't me. You don't and ride up I there do with it. another NFL player and an Uber driver and carry 200 pounds of drugs in the car. That's not how you do that. Mm. All right. So while Greg Robinson ponders his future, we're going to go ahead and take a break. Oh, and when we come back, of. we got more Nerd Thug Sports. From chicken fried steak with jalapeno cream gravy to spicy shrimp tacos or a double bone-in pork chop, there are many items listed on the menu of the Woodlands area's newest restaurant and lounge. With two full bars, 40 beers on tap, 23 wines by the glass, and a large, family-friendly patio, Citizen's Grill is designed to create a fun atmosphere. Interested in hungry parties can find them on FM 1488 at Old Conroe Road across from the Escape Theater and Dell Webb. Open weekdays 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. and weekends 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. And interested parties should absolutely check out the Nerd Thug Radio events pages for specials. Hi, Conroe. Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. For people interested in saving money on car and home insurance, they should contact Sean Myers Insurance Services. If you look on Google, you'll see plenty of five-star reviews for these guys. They're great. They're an independent agent able to shop over 15 national carriers to find the best coverage at the best price for that customer. They do specialize in home insurance as well as bundling with auto to maximize discounts. They would want you to know that they consider their customers family and that their policy is caring and and their goal is to bring value by going through your coverage line by line to make sure you actually understand what you have. The interested party should call 936-760-5963 if they're interested in saving money on car insurance today. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back, Conroe, to more Nerd Thug Sports. We're hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and I'm reminding you to go to facebook.com backslash nerdthugradio. And uh, hang out with us, because that's where all the good stuff happens. Yeah, we post and stuff. Yeah, we make lots of posts. We do, we're do. we trying to get cosplayers of the day up there every day. Uh, I haven't really been as consistent about the artists of the day every day. About, Come on. We're about 50-50. Come on. It's like the artists of the every other day. <laughs> yeah, every other day artist. <laughs> uh, the goal is to be every day, though. We're working on that. But uh, keep going to the page. Keep checking it out. We're having a good time up there, and that's where all the magic is going on. Uh, before we get too far into anything, though, I am going to tell you guys... About Tiger Rock Martial Arts with four great locations that are open to all members. Tiger Rock offers world-class training with top-level instructors teaching self-defense and jiu-jitsu, among other courses. Helping to improve your physical fitness and raise your confidence, Tiger Rock Martial Arts is able to start working with anyone four years old and up and show them the life skills and focus it takes to succeed in the modern world. So anyone seeking a fun, energetic way to make a positive life change needs to reach out to Tiger Rock Martial Arts and get started changing their life for the better today. Um, they got a new location right there on 1488, so you guys got to make sure to go by and check them out. Great friends of the show. Love Brad Hoffman. Tiger Rock Martial Arts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, all right. This Saturday, it's the big one. Biggin? It's the big one. Heavyweight world title fight between Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. 
the rematch. The rematch. Part two, extended edition, director's so you, do cut. You, do you remember this fight? No. Do you remember this fight at all? It's uh, So Deontay Wilder is the... It's the it's he's the bigger black dude, and then uh, Tyson Fury is like he's the British guy, but he was he's the guy who showed up and he kind of looks like weirdly out of shape, and it's because he he basically had like given up and was depressed and was four hundred pounds, mm-hmm. and then this was his only his second fight back was for like the world title. How do you have his two fights and be like here's the world title by the way? Right, like so he 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 there's the heavyweight division's kind of wide open. Mm-hmm. And I think somebody basically kind of got through to him and sobered him up. I was like, "Listen, if you if you, you give up drugs and drinking, and you get in shape, like you can, there's a chance." And he was like, "All right, okay, let's get back into it." So he was still coming back into shape. And Deontay Wilder is known as one of the fiercest knockout champs, like in boxing right now. They they say he has one of the most dangerous right hands almost ever. Okay, and a lot of the knockouts they show. He he's he must just bring power because these aren't like big wind up shots. They like some of them almost look like taps, and then the guy just drops. Yeah, they call them they call them in the business love taps. Right, and they so, just hit you right where you're, and then you're that's you it. just turn off. You that's it, lights out. Um, and like one of them, in one of the clips that they've been replaying in the build up for this, the guy goes down and his eyes are wide open still. Oh, you know you are real knocked out when when you hit the ground, your eyes are wide open. Oh, that hurts! Like, and like, you're just not blinking. Right. It looks like a pair of like, like the like the LED blinders from a car are just on as they fall to the ground. That's like, terrifying. Um, and so he's knocking people out. Uh, he did drop Tyson Fury in the first fight, but Tyson Fury is the only guy who's ever gotten up from a Deontay Wilder uh, knockdown. And he got up, and they fin- and he actually goes on to knock down Deontay Wilder. Wow. He's the first guy who ever knocked Deontay Wilder down. In the first fight. And they wound up giving it to Wilder at the end. Uh, but it was close. And so they both were like, yeah, we're doing this again. Tyson Fury had donated all of his winnings for that fight to, uh, I think it's a women's shelter. Or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Deontay Wilder in the build-up for the first fight had said that boxing is one of the few places where it's legal for someone to kill a man. And so he wants to exercise his rights against Tyson Fury. Um... Strong stance. <laughs> Strong stance. But the fight was epic, brutal, great boxing match. And Tyson, uh, Deontay Wilder had his lowest hit percentage against Tyson Fury of anyone in his career. It was something like, it was like only 15 or 20%, which is incredibly low for him because he's an accurate power puncher. Um, and so the buildup for this fight, though, has been kind of quiet, very respectful, they, I think Deontay Wilder now recognizes that Tyson Fury is relearning and rehoning his craft and, and is a genuine threat. And Tyson Fury has, has been boxing now. He, he had two more matches. And now he's like, yeah, I want my rematch. Now I'm ready. <laughs> um, Absolutely insane. Now, the Vegas odds makers uh, have made Deontay Wilder the favorite, but not heavy. It's only like 125, 150, uh, which in boxing... Essentially, to get a hundred, I think that means you need to bet two fifty because he's minus one fifty. Mm. So to win a hundred dollars, you need to bet. It's either you need to bet one fifty or two fifty, one of the two, to win a hundred. So if it's only betting one fifty, then they're not that far apart, right? Statistically, um, now if it's two fifty, that's a little bit more favoritism. 
But I've seen as hard, you know, you see on some fights where it's like minus 575 or minus 400, like. Like, it's just going to be a blowout. Right. So you can... Yeah, one guy has no shot. In a minus 150 for a title fight, that's not a great vote of confidence for Deontay Wilder. No. Um, they did the weigh-in uh, yesterday, and it, of course, erupted in a little bit of a kerfuffle, a little confrontation. Um, there's a little bit of shoving, a little bit of shouting. All of a sudden, they both have been very respectful in the build-up for this. They both have kind of... Tyson Fury, I think, doesn't want to fight angry Deontay Wilder. I think he wants to fight calm Deontay Wilder because I think he thinks he can beat non-angry Deontay Wilder. And Deontay Wilder, I think, kind of recognizes that Tyson Fury is a threat in this match. Right. Uh, so they both have been respectful. As opposed to the first time around when Deontay Wilder thought Tyson Fury was nobody and Tyson Fury was just thrilled to be back and didn't care what happened in the ring and honestly was just kind of like, I don't really care. Let's do it. That's fine. Right. And effectively almost broke his mental game because he'd done things that no one else had done before up until then. Right. And so, Which yeah. Which is a huge deal. Yeah. He definitely was in... Sports is super mental. Even even a fight is super mental. And so, like, when, when somebody gets up, when you knock him down, because I think even Deontay Wilder, when he walked off... After knocking Tyson Fury down, thought like, got him, got him. That's ball game. And then, then all of a sudden, the ref is at eight, and Tyson Fury stands up, and Deontay Wilder's kind of looking around like, he just get up. Do I have to keep fighting this guy? Okay. And then he goes down, and suddenly there's like a oh gosh, <laughs> like what? How long has this guy been here? Yeah, what happened? Uh, and so it's kind of an interesting moment. Uh. And now you're back for round two. It's it's going to be Saturday night, 9 p.m. on Fox, ESPN pay-per-view, ESPN Fox pay-per-view. Um, it's exciting, though. So Wilder is 42-0-1 with 41 KOs. Oh. The Fury fight, I think, is his only non-KO. Wow. Okay. And Fury is 29-0-1. Oh, I guess they called it a draw with 20 KOs. Wow. Both those stats are really impressive. Right. It's pretty interesting. Um, so they tried at the press conference to kind of refocus it, and neither one of them was having it. <laughs> like, they both were still focused on just talking mess to each other, and so never yeah. mind. All right, then we're done. Right. Congratulations, you won. Yeah, okay, so both Wilder and Fury maintained their undefeated records in an entertaining fight that ended in a split draw with Fury believing he won because he had thir- so thoroughly outboxed Wilder while Wilder believing he won because cause he knocked him down twice, once in the ninth round and once in the twelfth. I mean, late knockdowns are kind of a big deal. Yeah. But... Uh, I don't, I don't, man, I don't know. It's hard to say. It is. But so these guys now, this fight is going to be big. And boxing hasn't had a lot of its big moments here lately because honestly, there just aren't that many big names in boxing. Right. Um, If it's not, if it's not Mayweather, if it's not Pacquiao, if it's not. Um, Who's that guy from Mexico is ridiculous right now. Oh, uh, Alvarez. Yeah. And Triple G. Yeah, and they, I think, I think they fought one time, and it wasn't close. Um, and so, like, it's sort of there's just not a lot of, and those are smaller boxers; those aren't the heavyweights. Yeah, boxing Heavy, is only the heavyweight division isn't isn't really. No, been, it's been dead forever. Right. 
Um, the last time it was even relevant was the Lennox Lewis Tyson fight. That was how many years ago at this point? Forever ago. Exactly. Three hangover movies ago. Ooh. Is that how we judge time now? <laughs> in in Tyson terms, yes. Fair enough, fair in enough. In terms of Mike Tyson, yes. You, you grade it in, was this pre-hangover one? Then he was probably crazy. And then it was, is it post-hangover three? And then he's a new man. He's a new man. He's got he's, a cartoon series. He's he really does. He really does. Um, the show's hysterical, by the way. Is it? <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. It's super random. But man, there's something that, there's something that never gets old about Mike Tyson solving mysteries. Is it Norm Macdonald who's the voice of the pigeon? I think so. It's it's like a real dapper kind of sounding guy. Okay. I uh I <laughs> I think he's a comedian. Yeah, I think so too. I think yeah, Norm Macdonald is a comedian. Um but so yeah, for me for, Mike Tyson's completely reinvented himself. That's I completely concur that now he's like this weird entity in I just saw something the other day where he filmed like another fighting movie of some kind or another fight scene and like they still have him come do like in like martial arts and stuff. He's still like a big deal like in the Japanese well, yeah, film well, world. Yeah, because they love him. They've always loved him. Uh, there's a really great like clip of him like just like throwing up like a boxing stance with him throwing like throwing a couple like shadow punches, <laughs> and then you realize he could probably still kill you. <laughs> yeah, like instantly. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. I probably don't. Remember for a long time we used to do, do you want to get kicked by a horse or punched in the face by Mike Tyson? Right. I still don't know what the right answer to that is. I, It's it's a genuine toss-up. Because, like, the, the kick in the horse is, listen, it's going to hurt and it's killed people. Right. It has killed some people. But you're probably going to survive. Yeah. You might. The punch from Mike Tyson, you might survive. <laughs> and if you do, you've got like an amazing story to tell. Right. And that's usually what we come down to. But I don't, like the I odds of know. death are too big. <laughs> like, I feel like. Too maybe, nervous about dying. Yeah, I think I go horse on that one. Um, I don't know, man. I got to think about that. But while I do, we're going to jump out to right before we do, Nico. Go ahead and tell everybody. About uh, the adventure begins. Adventure begins, comics, games, and more. Got all kinds of different events coming up for you. Friday, February twenty first, from five to eight, is Star Wars Game Night. They got a ton of different Star Wars games to play. You got X Wing, Legion, uh, Outer Rim, and more. Uh, there's different sessions available. Uh, Friday, February twenty first, from six to ten, is the Brown Bag Special. So this Ooh. one you're gonna pick a you're gonna pick up a brown bag that's got some sleeves and a Planeswalker deck and a couple packs, and you're gonna sleeve up your deck, see what you pull, and go into a tournament-style $20 entry. Saturday, February 22nd, from 2 to 6, is the Theros Beyond Death Booster Draft with a $15 entry fee. First place gets $30 in-store credit, second gets $20, uh, third gets $15, and everyone who places also gets a promo pack. And then also February the 22nd, from 1 to 5, you got comic and art signing by Dirk Strangely. He will be in the store... Ready to sign away. Ooh, that sounds exciting. All right, guys. When we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Sports coming your way. Stay tuned. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. 
on Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hey everybody, I'd like to introduce Tiger Rock Martial Arts. With four great locations that are open to all members, Tiger Rock offers world-class training with top-level instructors teaching self-defense and jiu-jitsu, among other courses. Designed to help improve physical fitness and raise confidence, Tiger Rock's Martial Arts is able to start working with anyone four years old and up to show them the life skills and focus it takes to succeed in the modern world. Anyone interested in a fun, energetic way to make a positive life change should absolutely reach out to Tiger Rock Martial Arts and get started changing their life for the better. TigerRockMartialArts.com From chicken fried steak with jalapeno cream gravy to spicy shrimp tacos or a double bone-in pork chop, there are many items listed on the menu of the Woodlands area's newest restaurant and lounge. With two full bars, 40 beers on tap, 23 wines by the glass, and a large, family-friendly patio, Citizen's Grill is designed to create a fun atmosphere. Interested in hungry parties can find them on FM 1488 at Old Conroe Road across from the Escape Theater and Dell Webb. Open weekdays 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. and weekends 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. And interested parties should absolutely check out the Nerd Thug Radio events pages for specials. Hi, Conroe. Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. For people interested in saving money on car and home insurance, they should contact Sean Myers Insurance Services. If you look on Google, you'll see plenty of five-star reviews for these guys. They're great. They're an independent agent able to shop over 15 national carriers to find the best coverage at the best price for that customer. They do specialize in home insurance as well as bundling with auto to maximize discounts. They would want you to know that they consider their customers family and that their policy is caring and, and their goal is to bring value by going through your coverage line by line to make sure you actually understand what you have. The interested party should call 936-760-5963 if they're interested in saving money on car insurance today. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back, Conroe, to Nerd Thug Sports. We're hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Um, yeah, this has kind of been, there's a lot been going on in the news. This hasn't gone away. Right. And uh, I guess we'll get right into it here. Uh, the Astro sign stealing scandal still being talked about. It's it's my it's my opinion that Dashers uh, did nothing wrong, but a lot of people are going to crucify me for that one. Um, yeah, I absolutely I absolutely think they did something wrong, but I don't I don't, know, I don't know that where wrong. we land on it is. I think we land in the same place, but I do I disagree with just the idea that they didn't do anything wrong. Uh, but for those who don't know, now comedian Daniel Tosh has weighed in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tosh point oh, apparently he does a apparently he did a whole bit about it last night. And so now I think that the hashtag is like cancel Houston or something or cancel the Astros or whatever it is. I have I have a very strong feeling that a lot of people don't like Houston sports for whatever reason. I um, feel like there's a lot of media bias against us. I don't see. Okay, I don't believe in the myth of media bias. Like I don't believe that. It, no, I mean that's fair. At, at media conventions, I don't think the media sits around and like, Man, hey, you know who we got to crush tomorrow is uh, is Todd. Like we're shutting Todd down. Like, I just don't think it happens. I don't buy that. I don't believe in it. I don't think it's real. Um, I think everyone has personal biases. And here's one thing. Like, listen, I uh, I write. I, I write. I'm not journal. I'm not a journalist. 
but I, I do media, I do reviews, I do, we do events. Um, no one sent me an email telling me who I'm supposed to hate or not hate. You know what I mean? Right, like, yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't happen that way. It's because you're not part of the club. You're not a real I might, sports I mean, I might writer. Not, I might not. But I do think there is a part of, we as Houston fans act a certain way. Mm-hmm. And then I think the rest of the world sees how we act and they go, and then that kind of comes back to us when we come into situations like this, where when the national when the national interest. So here's the thing: when the Texans have been good, uh, the Texans of the football team. Uh, just I shifted gears here, but stay with me. When the Texans have been good, ESPN says great things about Bill O'Brien, about Deshaun Watson, about uh, you know DeAndre Hopkins, about JJ Watt, about Jadavian Clowney when he was still here. There are people who talk nice about us. They they dark horse us into the Super Bowl, stuff like that. Like there are people who say nice things about us. But when you come to Houston, if you listen to the sports media here in Houston, you would think that we're three games under five hundred all year long. And I think the fact that we are such a like a nasally whiny sports community, I say as I do a sports show. I think the fact that we're such a whiny sports community and just so sensitive about everything. Don't talk about my stuff. Right. I think it bounces back. So then when people, when national media gets involved in Houston stuff, they're like, man, everybody in Houston's kind of real, like, like, bitey about that. Like, they're real snappy. Like, what, what, what is the problem? It's because they need to get their own country and get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> they, they need to get their own team. They all have their own team. They're covering us because of other things, like events. Uh, I think that the fact that we won those two titles in the NBA while Jordan was away, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't respect those titles. They say, well, if Jordan had been there, he probably wouldn't have won those. And that's a... Uh, I don't really buy that. I don't buy that. <laughs> um, I think we still would have gotten at least one of them because we had one of the best teams both years. Right. Also, Jordan did play the second year. He played the entire second half of the season. He actually played in the playoffs. The Magic knocked him out in the second round. We swept the Magic. If that gives you any sort of like... Who was better? Power of transition. Yeah, if, we're, if, we're going, if we're going like if we're going like anime power scaling, like exactly. this team beat this and we beat them. So clearly we beat them. Exactly. Listen, if if the Magic beat the the Bulls in six and we sweep the Magic, then obviously we'd have beaten the Bulls in three, in a in a in a seven game series. We would have won game. Th- we would have won the first three, and they would have just called it off. <laughs> they would have been like, we're done. And yeah. Then- they would have been like, you know what? You guys don't even have to play the fourth one. Here's a title. Um, and I just, I don't think, but I don't think people want to acknowledge that because of the no, timing. No one, no one wants to say that. They're like, well, I mean, it didn't really happen that way. But the reality was we beat a really, we beat two good teams. We went seven games against the Knicks and we went, we swept a Magic team that had Penny Hardaway and Shaq and had just gotten done beating the Michael Jordan-led Bulls. So I don't really want to hear it. We We were winners. Also, we interviewed Rudy Tomjanovich. It was really we cool. We did. We did. And I, I love that guy. Listen, I'll talk to that guy any day of the week, twice on Sunday. Um, and he told a really great story, too, about the ABA. That was fascinating. I don't think that was on. Did we put that on the air or no? I think so. That was a long interview. <laughs> yeah, it was. Okay. Um, but so most importantly, one of the cooler things about Houston sports, or not really cooler, is that we're, we're whiny. We are whiny. So I think when the national media gets involved with us, I think they kind of are annoyed. We're like the ugly sister, like because we never shut up about like how unfair. It's like when the Rockets filed their complaint about the missed dunk call. There was still eight minutes left in the game, and even though the referees on the floor were wrong, 
the NBA's ruling was there was seven and a half minutes of basketball and you guys lost by three points. The dunk wouldn't have mattered, so we don't really care. You should have won the game. If it was that important, you should have won the game. Right. And it's not really... It might not be the correct call, but it's not hard to argue. Like, I can agree with that. Like, yeah, it wasn't... It wasn't as time expired. It wasn't with two minutes left. There was seven minutes left in the game, and we were in the middle of a good run of basketball at the time. Like, okay, okay, all right, you're right. We should have won. We should have won. If we wanted to win, we should have won, and the dunk wasn't just – if we had lost by one point. I would have called the dunk from a mile away. If we had lost by one point, then they owe us the dunk. But we lost by three. The dunk's only two points. It doesn't matter. We won our dunk back. It's like, all right, boom, done. Still, Still lost, lost by one. So it's like, are you done? We won another one. Right. <laughs> Give us two Give dunks. Us two dunks. <laughs> and we still want to replay the game. And like, no, you're just trying at that point to just, and I get it. And I agree with that. I agree with it. So now you bring all that over to the Astros. The Astros won the World Series in 2017. And I think Houston was looking like a dynasty of sort, a potential dynasty of sorts. And then it turns out that, oh, that season might have some questions. It might be tainted. It might have issues. And I think that that gives the other teams the opportunity to, to kind of go, we'll see. Maybe they're not as good and as well-built and as smart as we thought they were. Maybe they just cheated. And they're going to use this to knock us down. And I don't blame anybody for it because I do. they did cheat. The rule there aren't rules specifically saying you can't film the catcher batter situation, which is what they were doing. They said they were doing it so that they could adjust their hitting in real time. We now know that that's a lie. We now know that they were doing it to steal signs. Using electronics to steal signs is absolutely against the rules. There's no doubt about it. And even though cheating is an element of baseball that is sort of wink, wink, nudge, nudge, not allowed. When you get caught, you get punished. And so I do think as annoying as it is to hear how everyone opened their mouth. And by the way, I do think there's one team that shouldn't open their mouth at all. And it's the Los Angeles Dodgers who lost two home games in the World Series to us. And their top four players for the season all batted under 200. And I think the I think between them all only had like something like four RBIs or something like that for the whole series. So suck it up. You know, they lost. Right. Anyone else wants to complain? I'm I think they should. I think they should be able to. Because we got caught cheating. We were one of the better teams in baseball. We were one of the best te- built teams in baseball, and we had no business cheating because we were really, really good. We made trades for great pitching. That was the Verlander trade. Like, we don't have to look up and go, hey, let's steal signs. We're already just better than everyone else. It was stupid. It was stupid and honestly insecure, and I do think it's cheating. Your point. My point. All right. Um, Sign stealing is already a part of baseball. Correct. Very true. Um and if you want to go, so I, we both agree on the fact that no, the World Series, you know, we won those games away. Yeah. Two of those games were on the road, and uh, Carlos Correa did a breakdown of the games. I think it's perfect. I don't think there's any he's like, doubt how like we did. 90% of our bats were like runners batted in on second, which you change your signs anyways. So they're set. Right. Yes. So a lot of times, you know, this is also a team that in 2019. Was back in the World Series. Was back in the World Series and won three games 
all, all on the road. All, all on the road. <laughs> God, that was a crazy series where neither team could win at home. Neither. The entire series was won away, which I think it's the first time it's ever happened, or it's been like... It should be the first time it happens ever in any sport. Right. Yeah. But, so, this is a team that's clearly good. Sign stealing is already a part of baseball, and I think this is I think this is just a an obsession over something really odd, but I don't think... My personal opinion is, like, this is just a weird ruling of one of those, like, oh, you can't steal signs this way, but you can steal signs another way. And, like, if you notice something's up, you instantly change it. It's not like signs don't get stolen or signs don't change at all. So it's an odd argument to make to be like, oh, they stole our signs, so clearly that's the only reason they won. Um, I, nothing you said is incorrect in, in, in the sense that, like, yes, sign stealing is part of baseball, and, and catcher pitchers know that sign stealing goes on, and they have preparations and they've made decisions on what to do and how to change it. All of that's true. However, you are doing something that, even though it's in the game, isn't really allowed. It's like counting cards. Yes, counting. That, it's exactly. I, you know, I watched that movie Twenty One the other day again, and it's fantastic. And yeah, exactly. It's not illegal. They're not committing a crime. They're not doing anything wrong. However, the casino is still going to take you all back and whip you like a like a stray dog for that. And then. Say, have a nice day and let you on your way. And then tell you never come back to their properties. And that is the way it operates. That's that's how it works. That's how it happens. And the reason that they do it that way is they've got to protect their money even if something isn't technically illegal. And if all of a sudden... Listen, technology is improving at a much faster rate than everything else. Mm -hmm. So the ways to gain advantages in sports with technologies are going to keep increasing and improving. The Rockets are notorious for using technology in training and in, and in developing new methods for how they play their basketball. They track everything, including positioning during shots and all of that. They do all the math. They want to play the, the most efficient style of sport possible. Technology helps them do that. Technology is going to play a role in baseball. But if you don't make a point to tell the teams right now when the issue is at hand that technology is not to be used to try and change the outcome of games, then technology is going to run rampant all over your sport. That's fair. I just don't like the example had to be made of us. I'm hurt. Uh, well, and it is. I'm gonna complain. It is absolutely them making an example. It absolutely is, because the in the frustrating part is the Yankees and the Red Sox got caught in a minor version of this two years ago, where the Apple watches were being used with text messaging or something about. I essentially think they used the Apple watches to almost do the same thing: steal signs. I think it was the deal. Mm-hmm. Um. And they got in a little bit of trouble for it, but part of their, but it wasn't as anywhere near as big a deal because I don't think anyone wants to see the Yankees and the Red Sox really punished for anything. Right, you know that's the that's the whole bit. Right, of baseball. The Yankees and the Red Sox are baseball, um, and so I think there's a massive difference in that. But it is if you're gonna, as technology grows and as these opportunities to cheat with technology present themselves, it's going to be harder and harder and harder to come up with reasons not to 
unless you give the teams a reason not to. Um, right. That's actually why I think maybe the punishment was a little too light. Maybe. Um, it certainly wasn't enough where if I'm if I could cheat and win a World Series and then I get suspended for a year, I might still do it. It's not, it's not out of the realm possibility. That's worth it to me. Right. If you can um, win a World Series. Right. All right but again, we... that, that's also another ballpark in general. Good luck winning. <laughs> Even with sign stealing. Right, and that was the point that Carlos Correa was making at that point. is like, no one's going to let you steal a sign in the World Series. Which is true. They're not going to. All right, before we get out of here today, I do want to tell you guys about Citizen's Grill right there on 1488. From chicken fried steak with jalapeno cream gravy to spicy shrimp tacos or our double bone-in pork chop, it's all good at the Woodlands area's newest restaurant and lounge. With two full bars, 40 beers on tap, 23 wines by the glass, and our huge family-friendly patio, Citizen's Grill is sure to please. Find us on FM 1488 at Old Conroe Road across from the Escape Theater and Del Webb. Open weekdays 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. and weekends 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. And we're going to be out there on Saturday doing uh, the Overwatch Outlaws party, watching more of the Overwatch League. No, we're going to be out there Sunday. 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 Uh, Sunday, I believe, at 3 p.m. Uh, is, is when our match airs. Uh, so I think I, rent a, uh, I think the patio is set up for 2.30 to 6. So come on out there, hang out with us this Sunday, hang out with Nerd Thug Radio, Citizens Grill, and watch the Houston Outlaws. Play some Overwatch. Hopefully not do as bad as the first time. Oh man, uh, how much time we got here? Uh, we got like no time right now. We got some in the next segment. Though. All right, when we come back, we'll talk. We'll talk Overwatch with whatever time we got left. This is Nerd Thug Sports. Hey everybody, I'd like to introduce Tiger Rock Martial Arts. With four great locations that are open to all members, Tiger Rock offers world-class training with top-level instructors teaching self-defense and jiu-jitsu, among other courses. Designed to help improve physical fitness and raise confidence, Tiger Rock's Martial Arts is able to start working with anyone four years old and up to show them the life skills and focus it takes to succeed in the modern world. Anyone interested in a fun, energetic way to make a positive life change should absolutely reach out to Tiger Rock Martial Arts and get started changing their life for the better. TigerRockMartialArts.com The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, and coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hey, Haywood Jeffries, former Houston Oilers wide receiver on Nerd Thug Radio. Hey guys, listening to Nerd Thug Sports right here on Conroe's own 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Uh, it's little brother Nico and myself hanging out here on this mm-hmm. Thursday. 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 And it's coming to an end here. And um, yeah, before we get out, I kind of just wanted to comment that the Houston Outlaws had a pretty rough... Pretty rough start. Pretty rough. Not week, gonna lie, we got swept. Two was their opening week, and in both games they got swept. Not gonna say it was a good show. Philadelphia Fusion oh, whipped them up. On um, was that the second game? No, 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 no. They that was played, that was game two. They played Florida Mayhem game one, and yep. Florida Mayhem 
did in fact sweep them 3-0. And then they played, I think, Washington, actually. And then just And another. Washington swept them Again. 3-0. Um, Maybe it was a morale thing. I don't know. We There's a few times in the games where it was real close, and then it just kind of slipped away from us, and then... And then that's it. When you kept slipping, it's... It's, it's, it's momentum, right? Yeah, it's a... It's just all gone. Just like I always tell you, basketball is a game of runs. Overwatch is very much a game of momentum. Right. And it'll happen to me when I play in matches where, like, okay, your you team's can, on point. You can just effectively snowball. Yeah, very you quickly. Can, you can lose You can lose one team fight and the game's over. Yeah. Because you can never... So, like, like there's, there's been instances where our team has been on point. Right. And it's the one where you control the point to get to 100%, right? Yeah. So, suddenly at 80-some-odd percent... Their team makes the big push. We've held and we've held and we've held and we've held and we've held. Well, they make this big push at 80% and they take it from you. Mm-hmm. And then they just hold it straight through for 100%. And right. you, you never can break it. And that happens a lot of times. Like by the time their push is over, you're at like 95%. And you're like, if we get it back at all, we win. Right. And you can never get it back. Like, it just doesn't happen. It's just it's not frustrating, happening. man. You just you're fighting and 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 you keep fighting and keep fighting and you keep fighting and you never, never get the point back. It's the it's the it's a real struggle and it's it's really hard to be like super supportive when you're like, oh man, this is not going great. You're sitting there and just watching the match. It's not as fun, but it uh they got they got another shot to redeem themselves and then next weekend, following up, not this weekend but next weekend. It's actually their homestand, so they're going to be at the Revention Music Center, I believe. Wow! For All the right. for the event, that's pretty exciting. Let's see if we can get into that. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna make some behind the scenes moves there. I'm pretty pull confident some, we'll pull get some in strings, there. get them. Yeah, <laughs> pretty sure we'll be able. Uh, all right. So with that being said, kind of, I'm pumped for the season. I think it's gonna be a good season. I hope. Yeah. Uh, we sort of finish meekly year two. Year one, we started strong. We won the first uh, whole little tournament, I think. And then from there, we just finished that year real bad and finished year two kind of mediocre. And Hopefully, this is a comeback year. We just started off a little weak. Well, and even last year, we started off real bad the first few weeks. I think I think we got swept a couple times the first few weeks. And then we, we put together a bunch of wins in a row. And then we finished like at 500. <laughs> so, comeback kid, let's go. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's early. It's early. This is yeah. It's only the first two games of the season. Yeah. So anyways. we're coming into week three, and we've only played two games. Like right. we can't really sit around. A lot of most a lot of teams that will be playing their games five and six. We're playing our games three and four. So I th- it's we're still okay. We're still okay. Right. Um. Anyway, all that being said, on behalf of little brother Nico and myself, on behalf of uh, Tiger Rock Martial Arts, Citizens Grill, the adventure begins, and uh, Donnie Utah over there with Sean Myers Insurance. Same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel.